What's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast is fighting young rock and roll fans, discover new music, help find players they can connect and feel accepted. Welcome to the show, everybody. And, ooh, a father-son tandem in a band. You want to know what? A lot of dads are probably, this is their dream right now. I know my dad had a dream like this. And Paul Crosby, formerly of Saliva, has a chance to do this with his sons in the band called Cold Wards. And their brand new song, Bad News, is out now for you guys to go check out. And you'll find out all about how this all came together and how cool it is to be in a band with your kids. Just like kind of just talk about all that kind of good stuff. It's a great episode. Before we jump into it, I want to thank for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know, I love me my mosh pits. I, I go crazy in them. I want to go from beginning of the first band to the end of the last band, never take a break in between. So what does that mean? That means my cardio has to be at the top of its game. It means I have to be strong enough to deliver that, a lot of those hits. But I also have to make sure at the same time that I'm strong enough because I'm probably not the biggest guy in the pit. So I got to be able to take some of those hits and not fall apart. So that's why I got to be mosh pit fit. So I'm on the gym consistently like two and a half, three hours every single day, working hard, doing a lot of cardio, doing a lot of weightlifting, doing a lot to make sure my body is in the perfect spot and hitting my fitness goals. You can hit your fitness goals too, but just to prepare and recover right to make sure your body is in the best shape to do so. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes. There's many different supplements to help you achieve those fitness goals like pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free, beast of the recovery compounds, creatine, protein blends, help you build muscle, multivitamins, let me anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals. Phoenix Fitness has for you, so our listeners and viewers on YouTube can get 20% off using the code CPP20 at fnxfit.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now it's time for a feature presentation with Paul Crosby from Cold Words. Are you guys ready? Ooh, you better be. I hope my dad is too because it's an episode basically for him. So yeah, let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast is an absolute treat because this guy reached out to me not only because one of the bands that we've interviewed, he was one of the original members of, but he actually manages one of the bands we've actually talked to recently in 2023. And he has his own band now with his sons, which how cool is that? They have a brand new song called Bad News out now for you guys to go check out. So if you like rock, metal, alternative metal, if you like any of that kind of stuff, you're going to be like, oh my God, I must go and take a listen to it. So please welcome Mr. Paul Crosby from the band Cold War to the podcast. So Paul, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for being on, man. How has everything been going in your world as of late? I mean, it's got to be pretty good, right? I can't really complain, man. I'm busy. You know, um, as you mentioned, I, I also have a management company. I manage, a, a you know, a, a nice little roster of some really, really awesome bands, um, one of which you had on your show recently, Silent Theory. Mm-hmm. I think you had Mitch on there, right? Yeah, I had Mitch from Silent Theory yeah, on. That yeah. was a fun one. And then, you know, uh, I'm doing the band with my with my sons and and all that, man. Life is good. Um, I do want to mention one thing, though. Um, I should have probably mentioned this before, but after uh, my band, uh, once we released our first record, Bloodwork, and we kind of decided to change not the name, but the pronunciation of the name from it was originally Cold Wards. So you're right on that, like Hospital Wards. But we decided to change the pronunciation to Cold Words, like a direction towards the cold kind of thing. And also a wordplay, cold words. Like those are some cold words. So, All right. Uh, so yes, you can you can make fun of me for make for not reading it right the first time, but it's cold words. Okay, cold words, cold words. Cold okay, words. But you're it. actually correct though, because we haven't really made a big announcement. Uh, you know, we should have done that on, on the last press cycle, but we really kind of didn't really put it out there. You know. You know what? It's going to be somewhere. Eventually, what's going to happen is, is you're going to get people say it one way. People are going to say it the other way. And every time you play a show, it's just as more and more you say it, the more and more people are going to get used to it. And when it comes to certain band names, there's a lot of times people mess up those dip, like band names all the time. I still know people that mess up. You know, you see Ginger up there. It's like, well, that doesn't look like, you know, how you'd spell Ginger because it's not G's. It's J's. It's like, but it's the same right. thing. It, it still happens. People aren't going to get it perfect every single time. But the more and more we say it, the more and more it becomes... You, everyone gets used to it more and more becomes normalized so cold words got it yeah as long as man you know what as long as people dig the music they can call it whatever they want <laughs> that's not a bad way to put it. it's like well you're gonna call it cold words you call it cold words either or do you dig the music yep that's all yeah. that matters thank you ladies and gentlemen i think both ways is, is actually correct so 
it, it kind of comes down to the same thing too, where, you know, you can always have a little fun debate too, or all of a sudden you have fans saying it's cold words or it's cold words or, but the fact of the matter is, is that then you're creating that interaction. And you're saying, Hey, you know what? You're kind of both right. And it's wait, we're both right. Cool. Yeah. Let's party. Yeah. So I think we're actually the first and only band that gives their fans an option of what we're called. So that's actually kind of cool. That, that is something that is quite unique in that aspect. I don't think there's ever been a band that has done something like that. So if you guys are really able to push forward on that, it's like, you want to call it this, you want to call it that, whatever it is, it's correct. It's something that could be a very unique, just extra little bit of selling point where it's, huh, that's something that's very interesting. I remember that name. So now it's like, they're coming around in my city. They're coming around by me. I kind of want to go check them out because I remember that tidbit. I want to hear what the music has to offer if I haven't already heard it yet. Absolutely. It just adds even more to it. And I mean, the first thing when I saw the whole entire press release from you and the band and getting to know more about it was the fact that you get to be in a band with your son. So how did that all come into fruition? I got to hear this whole origin story because I it's just a whole father-son tandem thing. It's something you guys get to do together. How awesome is that? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's, I would have to say, you know, got to be every musician out there's uh, dream come true would be to jam with your kids and that. And for for it to actually be good quality stuff is even icing on the cake. But um, it kind of started with um, or it did start during the, the COVID-19 lockdowns, you know, where everybody was locked in and we didn't have anything to do. Um, so I I was just working on some of just writing my own songs kind of just out of boredom. Um, and then our bass player, Richie Hay, who's also one of my best friends, we were we were kind of doing the COVID lockdown together, you know, so uh, he was throwing some bass down on some song ideas I had. And then we were kind of collaborating on some stuff. And uh, I think maybe a week or two into that, my son, Sean, who is the guitar player and one of the singers in Cold Words, um, he called me and he's like, what are you up to? And I was like, just writing, writing some some music. And he was like, let me hear it. So I sent it to him whatever song we were working on. He's like, I dig that, man. Let me, let me sing on it. So he did. And, and we kind of, at that point just started writing more songs together, you know, just to, just to kind of break the boredom, you know? And then we eventually, after we did a few songs together, we let Zach, who is the other singer in cold words, we let him hear what we were doing and he wanted it on it. So then at that point we just decided to just, Hey, let's, let's write a few songs and maybe like, put one out on spotify or something just just to say we did you know and then that kept more and more songs kept coming and then it was all right well we have five songs or six songs now let's just we'll, we'll do an ep and then that turned into 10 songs and then um i was like man this stuff is really good man let me see if i can get a label on board so i, I shopped to some labels and we got signed by wake up music rocks and I and so at that point I was like I guess we're a band now we should come up with a name and 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 all that good stuff so we we released our debut record Bloodwork um, I believe well we released a bunch of singles first and then the record so I think we started releasing singles in 2021 and the record actually dropped last year in 2022 um, and now we just released a first single from our new EP that's going to be coming out so pretty cool that that is pretty cool and when you think about the pandemic as well just when everyone was locked down you couldn't really go out and do anything as distant as it still seems were the fact that you know it was three years ago three and a half years ago that, that already was happening and it seems like at certain times you know it's just a whole different part of the world it's what you guys end up doing was all right let's just to take this time, let's just have some fun with this. And all of a sudden you let just this, you just let it happen. Cause all of a sudden here comes Sean into it. Oh, Zach wants onto it as well. You get to bring your kids into it, just having fun, just doing it organically, not trying to force anything in there. And it just so happens where you guys all connect, even with Richie, you guys all just connect on the same thing. Let's start writing some songs. Let's just see what happens and just go with the flow. But at the same time, you know, go with the flow, but also pushing forward on it. It's, you know, it's at the same time, I'm trying to describe this the best way possible. You're just going along with what's what you're feeling. You're going along with what's happened. You're happy because you're making music with your best friend. You're making music with your kids at the same time as well. That's a, one of the best combinations anyone can ask for. And you know what? If it's good music, let's see if we can shop this anywhere. Let's see if we can get somewhere with this. And next thing you know, I mean, you guys have already released a whole album. You guys are just released your first single off a brand new EP. 
And when you guys get to go out, you know, tour on the road, it's you get to do it as father and sons. I mean, I'm thinking about this. It's if my dad heard about this and literally went through this, he's like, I had a dream where this exact th- same thing happened. And I thought it was the coolest shit ever. He's told me this dream like five or six times because it's very vivid for him and he absolutely yeah. loves it. But it's something where there's a lot of people that dream about just just doing these types of things with their kids when their kids get older, just having this sort of crazy relationship where things are just going well and you might get to do something creative together. It might just, you know, it might be something simple. It might just be a hobby you pick up. Heck, you might build a house together. Be in a band together though. I mean, come on. Pretty you can't cool. get much better than that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool, man. I'm not going to lie. Um, and that's the other thing too, which what why I think the all of the songs on our debut record came out so good because we weren't writing for any other cause except for just writing just what came out from our you know from our hearts where there wasn't any goal like oh we got to do this and we got to do this a certain way and that also translates into how we continue to write um is there is no preconceived notions or direction or anything and like we don't ever go okay let's write a song like this let's write a heavy song let's write a ballad we just write and whatever comes out that's it that's what it is so I think that that makes it makes it uh, that's what makes it so special. Well, even when you look back at the pandemic, too, I think that was a major piece that helped you not only form the band, but also create your own the writing style that you're going with due to the fact that you think about it during the pandemic. And this is not only for you guys, but for every artist that was making music at that time, there was no specific deadline you had to meet due to the fact that tours were getting canceled. So any supporting runs to really get the launch of these projects out there, launch of these new songs, these albums out there. They were on hold, so everyone had the time to do nothing except just focus on what they were doing, take the time to write something, and really just let it flow organically. Let the whole entire creative process take hold and try so many different things. And whenever I listen to music that started coming out, you know, right when basically tours started getting back up again, so like, you know, mid-2021, a lot of the new music that was coming out there was, I thought was really high quality, really well done, because again, everyone had the time to just focus in on writing, recording, trying these different things. You guys got a chance to flesh it all out without any pressure there, except for you guys just enjoying this, having fun with this. So when the debut album came out and I listened, I'm like, this is some really good stuff. I'm really into this. There's a lot of quality behind here. The writing is really behind it so that when you guys are going forward, you can just remember what it was like to write during that time and use that as a springboard because in a world today where, yes, understandable, you know, streaming is a big thing. Streaming is the thing. Trying to stay relevant on those algorithms is such a big thing for a lot of bands to try and grow and really stay relevant. But the other thing is, there's a lot of bands out there and they're just going to throw songs out there left and right to try and do that. And the quality is not going to be there. Eventually, you know, crappy song after crappy song, people are going to be turned off by it. But if you're putting quality song after quality song out, you're going to have that staying power over the course of time. And it all really comes down again to how the writing process is. And if you're not rushing through it, just to try and hit some specific deadline that somebody else gave you. Absolutely. And, and all of that makes total sense. And on top of the fact, so, you know, I was still, touring with saliva at the time where all of this was coming into play. And, you know, when you're in a a national touring band and you're touring literally all the time, but you're still having to write songs and come up with new content, it does, you know, make it a lot harder to focus on having good quality stuff because it's, you just have so little time or you have to write a piece of the song here three days later, a week later, Whereas all we had to do was just strictly focus on just writing stuff. Take as as long as we wanted. So it was really cool. Yeah. Again, it's just taking a look at when you're, when you were saliva, you know, having to write stuff on the road, it's, you're going from one spot to the next and all of a sudden you're on the bus. You're trying to write this stuff. You're trying to get inspiration, trying to get ideas. All of a sudden the bus stops. You got to get into the venue. Now there's a bunch of different things you have to do to try and get to that point. There's so many other things that are on your mind to where when it comes to writing a fantastic song, fantastic album, and keeping that whole cohesion together, I'm not saying it's impossible because there are bands that have done it, but what I'm saying is it is a lot harder than when you have time to just sit back, let the inspiration come, and focus in on trying all these different things, and you have the focus in on there. You don't have to worry about what time you're going up on stage at night. You don't have to worry how the heck you're getting to the next city. You don't have to worry about every other little aspect around life at that point in time. Of course, there are other worries there, 
But those worries, you know, especially during the pandemic, we didn't want to have to think about those because they were being forced down us all the time through the news, through not being able to really go outside and socialize with people at that point in time. So you're able to write and all of a sudden you need to take a break. Okay, you have the freedom to take a break. You're not hampered by trying to get this stuff done at a specific time. You have the freedom to walk away from it, get that inspiration back, maybe even think of a new idea, come back and attack it. And then you come out with something that is even higher quality because you tried these different things out with your music because you had the freedom to do it. You didn't have any pressure to try and get it done in a condensed time frame. Yeah, I will tell you without a doubt, any time in my career where there was deadlines on turning in songs or let's just say you can write, let's say you have a home life and like, okay, you've got a wife and kids. So your wife is cool with you writing from like 2 p.m. till 6 p.m. every day. That's all you got. So you got to make inspiration happen in that time or in that deadline. It's it usually doesn't make for good quality stuff. You know what I'm saying? It just whenever that inspiration hits you, that's whenever you go in and start putting it down. And that always makes for quality music. Yeah. For sure. what ha- Again, if you're stuck in that time frame of, like you said, between 2 and 6 p.m., that's when you can write because otherwise, you know, in the, in the after, after that time is up, spending time with your kids, spending time with your wife, spending time with the family. But then beforehand, you know, you're doing all the other household stuff that you have to do around there to make sure that your house is continuing to function in a healthy manner. But what happens if all of a sudden, you know, you're doing something late at night and bing, that inspiration pops in. But now it's like, up. Oh, well, we're watching a movie with the kids. Well, inspiration just kind of popped up here and now it's, you got to find a way to try and keep that going so that when you get to your next writing session, the next day, you're able to continue on with it. Again, that's, it's not a bad thing to, you know, spend time with your family, spend time with your kids, but when you're in a creative process and that inspiration strikes and that motivation strikes, if you want the best quality, you know, music or best quality creative, you have to strike while the iron's hot. Absolutely, because you, you a lot of times you'll lose that idea that, that came in your head while you were watching the movie or whatnot. But the good thing about the situation with being in a band with my kids is is it's all family time. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you, bonus. I'll say you found a way to kind of, you know, hack the system on that one. Oh, well, you want to have family time while well, we're writing music, literally yeah, as a family. Kids, yes. What else <laughs> would you want at this point in time? Right. There you go. It's it's kind of a and from a similar aspect, it's kind of like every time, uh, every Memorial Day weekend for the past three years, my dad always gets three tickets to the Indy 500. It's him, me, and my brother, and it's somewhere he loves going to do that stuff. That's he loves going. He would go do it by himself anyway. And my mom will never complain because it's well, he's spending time with the boys. What That's what, right. what what person would have a problem with that? It's oh, you're going to do something fun that you like to do. Oh, your kids like to do it. And you're doing the with them um fam quality family time and you're all enjoying the exact same thing at the exact same level who would complain about that (laughs) making memories man you can't replace those you know oh absolutely not i'm pretty sure when it comes down to it you know even as life goes on even though you know even in the past three years as well especially during the pandemic your kids are probably looking back at that as well and thinking you know maybe that COVID 19 pandemic maybe the shutdown it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was but then again it's the experiences that they had working on music and writing music with your their father which is you they had a chance to do something like that and keep connecting on Mm -hmm. that and being creative fostering this new opportunity that's come up to the point where now you guys are in cold words and having a blast with it that's it that's it and it's pretty cool you know I think dads always want to do stuff with their kids, but usually kids get to a certain age to where, you know, maybe they don't look as forward to doing stuff with their dad. Maybe the idea for your kids to be in a band with your dad might not be as cool to them as them being in their own band. But I'm fortunate that my kids actually want to be in a band with me. They let me be in a band with them, basically. Yeah, well, so, even really cool. I was even thinking about it from like I'm thinking about from the the kids' perspective on this because when I was younger, like I'm talking like you know before I got into like middle school, high school, it's like anytime it's like oh you want to go do something with your dad, absolutely, I'd love to go do something with my dad. And then it's you know gotten a middle school, high school that kind of stuff. It's like okay, you know you get right. the teenage no, good. years, yeah. you're like oh I'm too cool for this. But all of a sudden it's you know I'm thinking I'm too cool for this, and my dad says hey I've got tickets to the Milwaukee Brewers game, you want to go? My answer always was just like uh yeah we're doing that. Yeah. It, 
So it's yeah. it's finding something too where even during those tougher times where you can still connect with your kids and still have something where not only do you look forward to it, but they look forward to it as well. It doesn't have to happen all the time, but it's just something that's still there where all of a sudden you're having this sort of connection with them that is positive, even in times where they think they're too cool for you, because then by the time they get to a certain age or a little bit older than that, it's like, oh man, you know, I still like to do all this other stuff with my dad. I still like to do other stuff with my dad too, that maybe I thought I was a little too cool for, you know, 10 years ago. But now I'm like, you know what, I'd rather do that than go out on a Friday night and go to the bars and spend 150 bucks on drinks and just come home empty handed and feeling like probably bad about myself because my head's going to be in the toilet. (laughs) Definitely. Couldn't agree more with that one. No, and even from your perspective as well, on the other side of it, I mean, again, you're in a band with your sons and you guys are making music, doing something creative together, doing something passionate together. It's, I can't help but keep saying it. It's got to be the coolest feeling in the world, man. It is. It doesn't really get a whole bunch better than that, man, you know? Oh, I definitely, I like spending time with all of my kids, man. Um, But, but jamming, you know, getting to do what you already love to do and what you're passionate about with your kids and they actually enjoy it you're not forcing them into it you know it's pretty cool man not gonna lie because it doesn't sound like you force your kids into it but when it comes to sean and zach specifically with their journeys into music it's you must have been able to you know help foster that but also let them find it on their own at the same time as well because if you'd have forced it in on them they probably would have resisted and been like nah i'm good i don't want to do this oh yeah they both they both got into music completely on their own even you know, I, I never, um, you know, plant the seed on any of my kids. I want them to just grow and into the person that they naturally want to be. But Zach and Sean both got were instantly into music at a really early age. Um, Zach was doing like talent shows when he was about seven or eight and winning and winning in the uh, over the adults and stuff. So um and you know sean sean got into music at an early age too maybe nine ten something like that so they just naturally you know wanted to do music i just thought and they were really good at it and i just thought that they would evolve and and just want to start their own bands but i got lucky enough that they want to be in a band with with their pops (laughs) i'll say you got to take that and just you know Thank, th- thank ever, thank you know, thank your lucky stars for the fact that you're able to do this. And one other thing I even noticed too was just kind of in an interesting tidbit where, I mean, I've had, I've even had a uh, Bobby from Saliva on the podcast before, even recently. And one of the main things we talked about was him and his daughter doing those TikTok covers and how it's yeah. just like seeing those go. And it's, it's kind of like I'm seeing the same thing happen here with you, where it's, yeah, it's your kids are getting into music, your kids are have gotten into music. And what you're doing is you're not only taking part and taking an active interest in it, but you're also helping them at the same time, letting them grow on their own and creating this incredible thing together where that whole entire family bond that, you know, between Bobby and his daughter, Veda, the father-daughter bond, between you and Sean and Zach, father-son bond, it's something that's so strong to the point where you're going to look back at this at, in life when all of a sudden it's like, okay, you've got five seconds before you're about to just bite the big one, which probably won't yeah. happen for another 40, 50 years. But you'll look back in those times and be like, you know what? It was totally, totally worth it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I love the uh, Bobby and Veda TikToks. I pay attention. The last time I seen Bobby, I said, man, you better look out because she's like, she's like way better than you. <laughs> so, um, I'll say it's he pretty, said this, it's pretty awesome watching said, watching them do their thing too. Yeah, he said the same thing too. He's like, she's already so much better than I am, and I just gotta, you know, hope for the best. Well, it you know, it's the same with my kids, man. Whenever they whenever they were probably in their teens, I was like, man, these kids are better than I was, like in my twenties, man. So I think I think well, with kids having access to more things than than I than we did when at my age when I was a kid, like internet and you know tutorials and YouTube and all that, I think it's it's natural for them to be better at things sooner than you know we than their parents were, just that, from the fact of having access to more, being exposed to more stuff, you know. That makes a lot of sense, and even think about it too. You know, maybe people that were you're like you're like between when your sons were starting to get into it, like when you were that age. 
and like people your parents age at the same time as well you know maybe they were getting to music or the musicians at that time but they may have not gotten into it or had that same kind of access that you had just as time evolves as time goes on as technology evolves as more information becomes available we have more to work off of and we have more to hone our skills even at an earlier age where even as people continue to grow it's you know i've got a i've got a little cousin she's almost six now and she just got really into music at a young age so her parents just were like okay you know they they got her a little guitar they got her a drum set they just let her just roll with it and just see what just to see what happens and I'm trying to convince them. It's like, hey, take her to go and see that Papa Roach Shine Down Spirit Box tour. There you go. How cool would that be? I'm like, plus I'm trying to convince my her, her mom too. To I'm let like, you I know. go with, right? Yeah. I, well, one thing is, I like <laughs> let me go with because then I can travel out to Denver for that show. And secondly, it's like I know you like Papa Roach and Shine Down, so go and take your daughter because she's gonna see Courtney Laplante scream and be like, oh. Then she's gonna leave God. that show and go. This is what I want to do forever, right? Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, you never know what's going to happen. You know, 20 years down the road, she could be one of the biggest, you know, vocalists in, in rock and metal. It's like, you know what? Or biggest guitarist, biggest drummers. Who knows what it might be? But it's like, that could be an inspiration point. It's let, it's kind of like at the same time, exposing your kids to as many different opportunities as possible and just letting them kind of see what they're gravitating towards, what they're into, and just supporting that going through. Because even for myself, I was never always into music. I was always much more into sports. I really didn't start jumping deep into music until I was like 22. And I just went headfirst into it. And I'm like, you know what? Even though I tried being a drummer at some point in time when I was in like a teenager, I'm like, just didn't work out. Maybe I could have stuck with it. But if I would have stuck with it, maybe I wouldn't be doing this right now. Maybe I wouldn't enjoy it as much. But, you know, kind of having my parents behind me like, you know what? Give this a shot. Give and see if it happens. If you're not into it, go and try and find something else. Just keep trying different things. Just yeah. don't try one thing, not like it, and then don't try anything ever again. That's really good advice. Definitely. You just keep going until you find your niche. You know, you find what, what it is that that inspires you and that you're passionate about. And then you just attack that full on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, once I found it, it was like, all right, we're going full into this. And it's led me to talk to you literally right now all about this stuff. I mean, it's like, how yeah. cool is this shit? Very cool, man. Come full circle, huh? Come full circle. And of course, you guys just released a brand new song, Bad News, as of, well, from this interview three days ago. But when it comes out, it'll be like, hey, a couple weeks ago. But at the same time, brand new song is out. So when it came to Bad News, I always like to ask this, what was the inspiration behind the song? Because I like to dive deep into these songs as well. I like to see where everything came from. And I always like to put my, my own spin on it and think about it. I've got my whole entire like type out of it on a note sheet, but when you guys are writing the song, whether you wrote it, whether, you know, when it came to the everything around it, you guys wrote it as a tandem, everyone wrote it together. What was the whole inspiration behind the song? Um, so lyrically, Zach wrote the bulk of the, of the lyrics for this one. Um, and it was loosely based on, um, somebody that he was in a, in a, in a music group with that kind of always made him feel like you can't do any of this without me. You're nothing without me. I'm the guy, you know what I'm saying? Um, but we want the song, we know when we completed the song, our direction of it is where it could be translated into any, any to reflect anyone in a relationship or, or, or whatever. But I'm going to read you a quote that Zach, I had Zach sent me over for press to what describes the whole the song it's a very small quote it says bad news is about losing touch with someone that you care about when they've become surrounded by people that change them for the worse and become blinded by loyalty to people that will never reciprocate it interesting because i pretty much like i was looking at that like i kind of picked up on that too where i was looking at it so i think you guys definitely hit on the connection point due to the fact that i thought about you know people in our lives that always say they're trying to better themselves and they're trying to get away from like past experience or, you know, past negative energy and past negative people to focus on their future. But they continue to dip back into those old ways and those older influences that are negative in their own lives. And then there's a time from the perspective of, you know, someone who wants to help them get better, like maybe you in this instance, that you're basically tired of not taking them as seriously as you shouldn't essentially they're using us as a portal between, okay, I can be better, but I can always go and jump back to this and be just like, and just kind of 
not change at all, but I can have this perception of like, I'm trying to get better because I can always jump back to my friends over here who are doing better and want me to do better. And it's just constantly going through that back and forth. And you're just constantly someone trying to, you know, bring themselves down or even bring you down with them due to the fact they're constantly hanging out with those people that are those negative influences at those times, you know, we feel like we're being taken advantage of from our good nature. And at that point in time, it's like, okay, that's just bad news. We're going to have to break away from that. Not because we don't want to help that person, but because we do not want to have our own selves sucked into that realm. That's right. That's right. And, 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 and it could cause you to have self doubt on yourself because you could start believing what, you know, the vibe that this person is putting off on you as well. Um, and another thing about the song. So, um, me and Sean, uh, I think I think I, the little intro keyboard part, I think I was messing around with something like that. And I just sent that over to, to Sean. I was like, hey, I got an idea. I don't know what you can do with it and kind of sent him that. And then he sent back probably within a couple hours that those amazing guitar riffs. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a good song. Um, so Zach, me and Sean, when we write, we like will write music and then kind of write lyrics to it. Zach has a whole repertoire. I don't know know why I tongue tied that repertoire of, of songs already written lyrically that he may have even written, you know, like um, for some of his own solo stuff, but we always just find a good way of, uh, he finds a good way of honing on to music that me or Sean write and going, Oh, I'll use these lyrics I already have. And they just insert them in. So Whenever we sent him music to Bad News, he already had all these lyrics written. So it's like he just made them fit, you know. It's it might be somewhere when I'm thinking about it from what he's doing at this point in time is when he's got again, that's that inspiration moment when he's feeling what he's feeling. When all of a sudden it just hits him, he writes down the lyrics to it so that connecting the emotion to that is specific experience to that specific feeling it's being put down on paper. It's being put down in his notes section. Like Zach's just writing all this stuff out. So when it comes time for hearing what you guys have put together, he can pick and be like, okay, I remember what I want to do with this. I'm feeling this emotion from this song, like what he did with bad news and then put the lyrics for this specific piece that he was working on into this. But at the same time, okay, how am I going to, you know, turn this around and make this fit so that it all works together in one congruent flowing piece. But at the same time, you know, you have the lyrics in front of you, so you know what emotion you're trying to go for, and then you're listening to the music. You know what emotion you're trying to attach together and marry those two, so that the song comes out as one congruent, like you know, very fluent piece. But at the same time, you're able to edit them a little bit in the in the scope of things, but reread through those lyrics and feel that emotion once again, so that when it comes to piecing them together, maybe making those small edits here and there, you're making those small edits in the headspace most closely related to what he was in that headspace when he first wrote them. So. That is a weird way of writing, but also makes sense at the exact same time when you think about it. Yep. And I think also the way we the way we write is very non-traditional. I think I think we are kind of weird when it comes to how we do things and how things just kind of fall into place for us uh, on when we're writing songs. It's it, it's hard to describe. It's definitely different than any other band I've been in um, and, you know, the creative process with those bands. So. Yeah, because again, even I've talked with a bunch of other people too around their creative process, around what they do with it. And everyone has these small little quirks to what they do. But when it comes to what you guys do, when it comes to Zach's lyrical composition, when it comes to you guys, you and Sean really creating these different types of songs and then having them being married together at the exact same time, just the way that it's done, that is something that's completely unique to you guys from what I have heard. So I'm a little blown back by it. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know how it works, but it just does, man. And it, it works really nicely. So we're we're pretty happy with about that. Yeah. Definitely. You, don't don't fix it if it ain't broken, right? That's it. That's it. As long as it's working, keep doing it. And when if it stops working one day, then maybe shift gears, you know. Well, even thinking about too, just the electronic piece and just that keyboard part that you guys end up putting in here that really stands out, especially in the intro. Once the guitars hit in that intro, I'm, I was pretty much sucked into the song right from there. Thinking about just like the meaning of it, thinking about the inspiration behind it. Because it, again, it felt like, you know, there's a duality point at times where, how well, I looked at where someone's trying to say they're trying to get better, but then constantly, you know, pulling back into that negative space. So you're going back and forth. You're never too sure. And hearing the guitars and the synths kind of contrast against each other, it kind of really worked to show that duality, especially in that intro and then really coming back a lot more full force in the chorus. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, another thing too, you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of bands uh, have this mentality, but we have the meanings of the songs that, that to us personally, but we really like to just put it out there and let it mean whatever it means to the person who's listening to the song. You know what I mean? They could be like, that song's about me or that song's about what I'm going through right now or this or that, even if it's not what we intended it to be, you know? Oh, absolutely. So. I, I mean, I don't know how many times I've even thought about this or even said this on, on a podcast, but it's the same. It's very similar how I look at it, where when it comes to great music, of course, it's great storytelling. It's great. It's a great emotional journey that the song is taking you on. So you guys have your very specific ideas of what the song is about, those specific influences, those specific instances. But when you're writing it, it's, you're writing it a little bit more metaphorically. So you're not focusing in so much on the event. You're focusing on the emotions of that time frame. And allowing those to really carry you forward. So when people listen to it, they connect with the same emotions you were feeling. But because their experiences are so much different than yours, they're going to relate it to a certain experience that matches with that emotion. And then that's they're going to say, oh, that song is about me in this specific moment at this specific time when this thing happened. Yeah, it's, it's kind of leave it open for interpretation. But make sure all the yeah the emotions of the the transitions in the music are there to to, to leave that you know open for interpretation for whoever's whoever's listening to it instead of being just so direct and specific about the topic yeah because whenever i see i mean it goes both ways whenever i've seen bands be very specific about a topic or very into something that's very rigid it's something that can work but it's something that has to be able to work where a lot of people are able to relate to that exact same thing the way it happened if you're not able to you're not able to relate to that exact same piece or exact same you know topic People are going to be backtracked from, even though it might be one of the best songs ever, it's, well, I'm not able to relate to it. Same thing with, you know, sometimes when things get a little bit more like in the progressive rock, progressive metal side, and everything gets so abstract and way, way, way too metaphorical. Now it's, you know, it's up to interpretation, but at the same time with that emotion, I don't know what that interpretation is. I don't know where it's supposed to be leading me. And every time I listen to the song, I could think about it's completely different things. And I get lost in my own head at that point in time where... Again, it's a cool thing to have be able to do if you're able to be into that. But for me, at the same time, it's when I listen to certain songs, it's that emotional drive is really what connects me to it. So I love the songs like Bad News where you're on this specific emotional journey, a specific emotional path. But when it comes to why, where that's coming from, that could come from literally anywhere. So you're able to put yourself into the song, relate to it, and then let it drive forward. And that's why people connect with so many songs on such a big level, especially in rock and metal, in my own opinion. I, I would agree with that for sure, man. Definitely. And and whenever you can write songs like that, you're, you're susceptible to getting a much bigger audience. You know, we, we want, obviously we want everybody in the world to be a fan of Cold Words, but um so we we try to definitely write where it's a little something for everyone even on our debut record blood work if you listen to all 10 songs there's two or three different kind of genres in there there's an acoustic song there's a really heavy song there's some mid-tempo stuff so we kind of try to make sure we always write something for everyone because we want to encapsulate the biggest following as humanly possible while also at the same time still keeping it and the capacity and like the capacity not only that I'm not saying capacity keeping it in the core sound that you guys have as yeah. Cold Wars because of course I think about a bunch of different bands I think about you know Bring Me the Horizon think about bands that have really taken all these different genres on and put it together and have been successful with it that's not an easy thing to do but there's always a piece at the core that allows us to if you like the heaviest stuff you can listen to some of the lighter stuff and still you know feel that certain piece that's going to connect you to the stuff that you like from that band and that's where a lot of people can get into this stuff. Also, when it comes back to that whole entire emotional arc, some of the biggest songwriters and the greatest storytellers that are out there, the ones that are packing stadiums, I'll even use Taylor Swift for this example because her songs take people on certain emotional journeys. So if you can connect yeah. with that sound and connect with that emotion, you're going to get into it. And that's why she's playing you know, two, three shows every single weekend in the same city, packing football you know, stadiums. Football stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 something where it's like oh my god how does she do it i'm like well when it comes to songwriting she knows exactly how to latch onto people's emotions latch onto people's hearts and really drive the emotion home so powerfully but the bands are able to do that continuously the arts are able to continue continue to do that on a consistent basis are going to be the ones where 
they're going to be writing songs that they're going to connect with for their own selves, but then articulate them in a certain way where everyone's able to connect with them just as much, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, and that was a very good example. She, she, Taylor Swift definitely is, uh, she has that where she could do some poppy stuff, straight country and everything in the middle, but it still sounds like Taylor Swift. It still feels like Taylor Swift. And if you can write songs like that, that will encompass a big, a big, um, you know, multitude of people, you could potentially have people, all people at your show that may not even would, would even hang out with each other outside of the show, but they're all brought there together because each one of them likes some part of what you do. So it's a pretty cool feeling too. Yeah. It's, I mean, you take a look at rock and metal right now and it's a very similar thing to, I'll bring up bad omens as the prime example of that, where of course they got the, they got huge on TikTok when just pretend popped off, even though his death of peace of mind was really growing already. But then when they went on their tour in 2022, it was, you had a lot of people that had just known the band from TikTok, but you had a lot of other people that were knowing them from the first album and the second album, which were a lot heavier and it's like, okay, you never see us hanging out at the same show. You never see us hanging outside just because we're just, we, we have like have different interests. We like different things. We go different places, but at that show, it's everyone's together and no one really cares because we're all here to see the same band for completely different reasons. But all those reasons have a commonality behind them in positivity. Yeah. It's pretty cool how music can bring, you know, people together, even people of different mindsets. It was kind of the same thing when Metallica put out the Black Album. Um, there were the people at the shows that knew them from Master of Puppets and Injustice for All and all the whole different type of Metallica fan. Then when they put out the Black Album, they attracted a whole the other side of people that didn't like Metallica before the Black Album. So another example. Another great example, and if you guys have that mindset, you guys have the ability to potentially do that too. Again, with a completely different writing style than anything I've ever heard of up to this point, you never know what might happen with it. It could possibly lead you to some of the greatest music of all time. It it could. You never know, but you're going to give it a shot. Definitely, I can tell you that. Yeah, man. We're, we definitely wouldn't be mad you know, if the band blew up and was the biggest band in the world, but the thing is, is, is we've already we're already successful because we get to do this as a family so that alone is all we really ever could ask for um anything that happens on top of that is just a bonus for us so in my in our eyes we already made it you know what i mean i'll say the way this conversation started the way just kind of putting that in there right there it just ties it all back together where again you're in a band with your sons you're doing something with your with your kids I see people like um, I see LeBron James talking about how he wants to play with his son in the NBA at some point before he retires, which would be an absolutely cool thing. And it's again, it's wanting to play with your you want to do something with your kids. You want to share that love, share that passion and just let it flow and just, you know, have that moment that not many other people are going to have because it's finally some it's something that you guys are going to have forever. You guys already have that. You guys are already still, you know, making music together. You guys are going to be going on the road touring. You know, I think you guys are doing the festival circuit next year. So there's going to be a lot that's going to be happening continuously. And the fact that you're already looking at it as a win, no matter what, it's going to be something where you're going to always bring back, come back to this, look back at this and look onto it with a positive feeling instead of just like, oh man, we had to work through this. It's like, yeah, you know, maybe we had some tougher times as the band, but the exact same time, you know, we got to do it as a family and, We've been we've been a family our whole entire lives. So um yeah. yeah, getting through problems is nothing new, but we always do it. And it's always gonna be something, you know, come Christmas dinner, you know, we're gonna look back at this stuff and we're gonna laugh about all the crazy stuff that happened. Even the bad stuff that happened, we're still gonna look back at it and think, you know what? That was all still pretty cool because we got to do it together. Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. It's pretty Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. And now I know you got to get going. So Paul, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give you, which is my guest, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug or even a plug, promote whatever you promote at the end of the podcast. So Paul, the floor is yours. Um, I've been saying this on all the press I've been doing recently, and that is what I would like to say to anyone listening to this podcast is go check out the band, go check out Cold Words, go here, listen to on Spotify, YouTube, all of that stuff. Follow us on Facebook. But I think the most important thing you could do for us is go to our YouTube channel and check out even we have five videos from the first record. We have the new video for bad news. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. Um, you know, obviously, I was in Saliva, giant band. And then 
now this band we're starting from scratch so um it's really hard i think you out of all the social media stuff youtube is one of the hardest ones many of people will go watch your videos but a lot of people don't even think to hit the subscribe button even if they like your band um so if you're if you're listening and you li uh listen to the podcast check our stuff out go to youtube and hit the subscribe button on the cold word channel that would mean a lot to me and my my bandmates um and then follow us on all the other social medias and hopefully we'll see you out there at a show soon i really like that piece that you put in there about youtube as well because again with the podcast i'm as prominent on youtube as more than any other place and it's not easy. It's somewhere, oh, you see it pop up, it's cool. But trying to get that subscribe button to hit, especially from a band aspect, I mean, I think it may be outside of the bands that have had the podcast, I can subscribe to like one other one yeah. and that's it. So I get where you're coming from there. So now it's time for me to end this podcast with three things. First things first, Paul just told you what to do. The band, check out the band live when they're out on the road. Go follow them on their, on their socials and go to YouTube, which if you're on YouTube right now, go to their page and go hit the subscribe button. So the best way to make sure you go and do that is go to the description of the podcast where it says find cold words online. There's gonna be links and labels for everything. So make sure you click those links, click like, share, follow, subscribe on YouTube. Yes, we're gonna say that more emphatically. Subscribe on YouTube. Also, it's you know, free. maybe... Yes, also, you know, you can follow them on Spotify, Apple Music, all that kind of stuff, and just support the band. I mean, why not? Sounds like a good idea to me. I'm doing all the hard work for you. All you gotta do is click a link and then click something else, and you're good to go. Bing, bang, boom, done. Now it's time for number two, Paul. Whenever I've guessed the podcast, I enjoy having the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say, number one, thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And secondly, I wish you continue to support the band in the future. And you absolutely hit on this. So this is my promise to you, friend. This is not an if. No, 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 no. Because if implies this might not happen. This is a when. Because when implies it's going to happen. We just need to pick a day and time and find a day and time where it's going to work. So when I get to see you perform live for the first time, I'm going to go all Liam Neeson from Taken. I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. And I will say hi. And first round's on me. Hey, all right. I like it, man. Perfect. I like it. Absolutely. And now, number three, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because one, I made you a promise. Two, I'd love to have you back on the podcast again in the future. And three, I know you got some other bands outside of Sound Theory that you manage. And heck, maybe we can bring them on too. Keep working together. See what happens. So this is not goodbye, my friend. No, 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 no. This is, I'll see you later. Absolutely. Woo! Well, folks, this is my interview with Paul from the band Cold Words. And now it is time for Kevin's final thought. And this is where my final thought is coming in. Yeah, you know, when it comes to Paul, he, he used to be in Slava. He was one of the founding members. He was there for such a long time. And now, you know, starting a band called Cold Words, starting it from absolute scratch. But he's doing something with his kids. And it's something where his kids got into it on their own. You know, it, definitely there's some influence there. But the fact they didn't push them to do it, in fact, just kind of let them do whatever they want and just kind of let it organically happen is always going to be such a cool thing. And I really take a look back and I think about when it comes to my dad as well. And... My dad was always one of those guys where he um, was, he wasn't always, you know, around as much as we would have liked him to be, but it was because he worked second shift. So when I was a kid, it was, he was sleeping when I was awake, ready to go to school. He was at home when I was at school. He was at work when I was at home. And then when he got home, I was already asleep. So, and then he worked Saturdays too. And so I'd get to see maybe a day and a half out of the uh, the week. That'd basically be it. But what he always did was was he made we me and my brother knew what he was doing. We knew that he was going to work. We knew that he was trying to provide for me, my brother, and my mom. And he was something where you know taking the time and thinking about all the times he was we still spent together. Like when I was a kid, all the baseball games we went to, all like the sporting events that I was in that I had that he still showed up for. Uh, all the all the all the football games we used to watch like all the things we could we would do it, it, he still put a lot of time in there and then when it came to you know me finding the interest it was well that I like and what I'm into it was something about supporting me through that my mom was the exact same way it was try something try something new if you're into it pursue it if you're not into it try something different if you're into something and all of a sudden you change your mind see where that change of mind takes you the support there was something that was awesome and it led to a point in time where you know i, I like doing stuff with my dad still i still like it you know going to the indy 500 with him every single year it's one thing i look forward to every single year um i still look forward to always going to their house on thanksgiving every single year 
I, it's all it's my favorite holiday all the time. I, I always enjoy, you know, we go up north, this is some of the random stuff that we'd end up doing. Or, uh, shit, I'm trying to, I know I haven't been to a baseball game with him in like almost five years, but the last time I went to a baseball game was a Brewers-Dodgers NLCS game because I got tickets. I'm like, Dad, you're coming with. My brother is a, a big New Orleans Saints fan, and uh, we're because we're from Wisconsin, the Saints are playing in Lambo. My brother's getting tickets, and he's like, I'm taking you and your dad. I'm like, well, I'm going to Louder Than Life that time, but make sure you still take Dad because that's something he would definitely want to do and look forward to. And it's somewhere, you know, it, it's that kind of thing where he, no, our parents didn't push us, to like the same things they did, but they support us whenever we wanted to. And we end up taking interest in a lot of the same stuff that they liked. Look at Paul. I mean, his kids were not pushed into music, but Sean and Zach found their way there. And now they're in a band together. It's something where if from a parent's perspective, even as if I grow older and I get kids, have kids, it's going to be some more remembering to push them towards their passions, but at the exact same time, let them find their own way. And if they've switched passions, you know, understand that maybe just be like, okay, you know, why are you doing that? Just so we understand each other, but at the same time, continuing to allow them to find themselves and not try and make another clone of me. And at the same time, you know, think about, you know, from a kid's perspective, you know, I, I'm thankful for what my parents did for it. I'm pretty sure Sean and Zach are too, because if they weren't, you know, they won't be hanging out with their dad, playing a band, going on the road, having an absolute blast and having those fond memories. So it's just, a, it's just kind of like a final thought love letter to the parents out there that were present in their kids' lives and helped them through a lot of stuff. So thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. When it comes to cold words, though, make sure you follow them on social media. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on their YouTube channel, though, specifically, because that's what Paul had asked, and the link's description of the podcast, so go check it out. Make sure you're also subscribing to the Core Progression Podcast if you're on YouTube. It is right over here. New episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday, reaction videos every single Friday, and clips throughout the week. On top of that, you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon. So hit the follow or subscribe button on those as well. Also, you can check us out on uh, social media. Facebook and Instagram are our two main ones. Links are in the description podcast below. Also, want to thank Phoenix Fitness. Remember, 20% use code TP20 at fxfit.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Come get mosh pits fit with us, yeah. Thank you, Paul. Can't wait to have you on again and see what other bands you send my way. So on that note, that's good for you guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. It's absolutely big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yep. <laughs>